0: Namaskar, my name is Saurabh Nanda and welcome to another episode of Such Conversations Matter. Today I have invited a dear friend and somebody very special. His name is Sidhan Choudhury. He's the co founder of Life Plugin. Life Plugin is one of the newest entrants into the personal development industry which has taken the world by storm. Now I know what you're thinking about. What exactly is personal development and what are you talking about? Well, personal development is a mix of spirituality, psychology, nutrition, mental health and so many other things where mentors, practitioners, followers from across the world come together to help you make a better version of yourself. I was fortunate enough to attend one of these events in Shimla a couple of years ago and since then I've learned a lot about the industry and I want to share that conversation with you. So, hey Siddharth, how, how are you? I'm
1: great, of how are you?
0: All good, man. All good. Uh, it's it's getting really hot. You're from Chandigarh, so you exactly know what I'm feeling in Jalandhar.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. I know.
0: How about know. in Singapore? I've heard it's very humid as well.
1: Yeah, Singapore is pretty hot. Yeah, like it's like most of the year it's pretty hot. It's the same temperature to be honest. Mm-hmm. Most of the year. So it's pretty humid. And yeah, but if, it's breezy in the evening. So it's nice to go for a walk at sunset some days. But yeah still pretty hot in here
0: all right so, Dan, so let's begin the interview right um first of all before we begin with the main question that what is life plugin i want to ask you about what is this global movement about personal development it is taking the world by storm there are people talking about master classes everywhere this that what is happening man what is this global
1: movement uh okay personal development i think at least for me i picked picked on it when I was in college, first year of college, and it came to me in a form of, uh, I was working for a not-for-profit, uh, uh, you probably heard, ISEC, and they were doing a lot of uh, internal training. Hmm. A lot of trainers would come from organizations like Google, Facebook, and they would do like team building exercises. They would do leadership development workshops, uh, which would be to, for you to get to know their own personal values, get to know what kind of role do you play in a team, right? So which was very fascinating stuff for me at that time. They just called them, you know, leadership workshops. But in the broader sense of things, now that you go out, uh, you know, this comes under the domain of personal development. Then you have people who are facilitators, right? Who have these um, interesting tools, I would call them, which could be a game, it could be a simulation for people to realize interesting, get in- interesting insights. There are people who are trainers. Then there are great orators. That sort of move people emotionally from stage, right? They all, these are all like people who are in the personal development sense, like uh, domain, as as you can call them. And over the years, I think more and more people have started to figure out that you know teaching outside of our traditional school college education also has a huge potential. So, mm-hmm. and I think just just the internet becomes a great place to sell. So you mm-hmm. see a lot of these people who now want to like host conversations out of their daily jobs because the because internet just allows you to do that more efficiently, easily. So everyone's jumping into the same game of being a host, which is bringing new ideas to life, right? And then there are people who are the professors or the teachers of, you know, oozing out amazing new concept, which could be anything from personal branding to mm-hmm. personal finance, mm-hmm. to health to relationships, careers, you know, how to independently move things in these domains, which if you look at it is all personal development. Anything that relates to you on a personal level, and it could be, you know, on the professional front or personal, can be wrapped up in the same thing, right? right. So it's a broadly loose term thrown around a lot, but yeah, like it covers, because it covers every, every aspect of life, right. like you could also be like, I don't know, working, on your spiritual side, you know, right. that's what personal development, right? Yeah. So how many us do that? Don't know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, everything boils
0: down to that. So so the interesting concept of why, why I was, you know, attracted towards this entire movement was that yeah everyone is developing personally. That is what the human experience of living is all about. Yeah. Um, but we choose different methods or whatever is available at our disposal. So in personal development movement, which I've seen there's a lot of science involved, which is so uh, heartening to see. So there are people who are actually studying different aspects of everything, like personal finance or right nutrition. These are already sciences, right? These are already studies, yeah. academic studies, but all the other aspects. How did science get involved in this?
1: I think most of them, like people will base everything they're teaching. And I think them comes mostly from the Western world. Most of them will settle on psychology. Mm. Or they will tell you, Mm. you know, science based on psychology, science based on some sort of research done by, you know, certain academics, right? And what they're trying to convince you is, you know, like for, because we tend to be very logical. We want to see reason everywhere, Mm. right, as Mm. human beings. And that's what sort of sells Mm. with most people. On the flip side, the amazing thing is there will be spiritual laws, right? Like spiritual gurus will tend to give you principles which will make no sense to you in a logical manner, right? Go do good and good will happen to you. Mm. Like, I don't know how, Mm. right? Like the how is missing. But I should trust this guy because, just because, right? Because he's successful, Uh, people believe him, he has a name for himself. So I guess like most humans tend to settle for something which can be explained with reason. Hence, people tend to lean, lean towards science and more logical reasoning because also it's easier to explain and make sense out of but I guess like yeah that is definitely true and that's when m- more and more people from Harvard and you know all these big schools are now getting into meditation because science has started to give you evidence on how you know uh, it is lowering your stress it is increasing your productivity right like you are getting faster insights if you go to alpha state your body will relax. If you go to gamma state, your you know, your thoughts you'll have interesting insights, right? If you go to theta state, that's when you know your productivity is four hundred percent. So they're sort of figuring this out and like, you know, makes for a convincing case. Okay. So I guess that's why we tend to you know lean more on that side.
0: Yeah so I completely understand this because I'm an engineer so I get automatically attracted to science. What? How did you get interested in this? And how did you get involved in this? And decided to make this your career? Uh,
1: I so same thing. I was in ISAC. We were doing these workshops year on year. There was a lot of stuff happening, but this was the most interesting, fascinating, fascinating stuff. Every time I did a workshop, I would find something new about myself. Like the first time I remember, the first workshop I ever did was called Drivers Test. So basically, you answered these 60 questions, and by the end, you will be you know you will get a profile which would be one of the four either you're a perfectionist either you're someone who's people pleasing uh, and there were like couple more but every whatever you were you had a pro and cons so Mm -hmm. I remember my pros were like you would take extra time and effort to perfect whatever task that you're given but the con is you will always uh, you know exceed the deadline Mm -hmm. because you always want to you know like get more and more and more done right. The other part, and then they would give you an insight or like something to help you. So my statement said that you should always do 80% of what you plan to do. Because that will reduce your tendency of just, you know, trying to dig more and do more. So your 80% is fine, you know, so just do that. So all of those things were very fascinating facts, first of all, for at least for a 21 year old at that age. So, and over, and I did that for five years. So the more I was involved in such work, of leadership development uh, it came a point when we started getting trained from multinational company trainers and then we were trained to train other students and go around the cities and colleges and run these workshops uh, mm-hmm. I went to conferences all over the world to Kenya to Russia uh, Rotterdam and then we would have externals who would come and run similar workshops with us so at every stage depending on what team I was working for Uh, which team I was involved in, the feedback was different, the insight was different, I could do the same test with three different teams, and I would have three different outcomes. Mm -hmm. But there will be certain similarities, which is the consistency through those three years. So Mm -hmm. it made sense to me, and I guess I wanted to do something about it. We wanted to take the same model of like, you know, honing kids at such a young age, 21, in their 20s basically, which happened to us, and make it more of a, you know, business where people can enjoy this because they have an interest. Sat on that idea for five years, did our corporate jobs for five years, and then after five years, you know, after talking about the same ideas, finally said, I think it's time to give it a shot, because, you know, like, you only regret the things that you never really get done. So it's right. not like, yeah, let's do it. And it basically popped up as a as experiment. We said, let's do a weekend. Let's do a weekend in Goa. Called, Told all, all our friends about it. 50 of them showed up in Goa for a weekend—Friday, Saturday, Sunday—and we ran this whole program around, you know, personal values, productivity, how to be in flow, uh, meditation sessions, uh, which were a little more uh, personal, you know, trying to tell, uh, trying to make people experience how uh, forgiving someone means, how having a, you know, like just a releasing of a traumatic experience, you know, really makes your body feel. Doing yoga on the beach, doing crossfit, uh, you know, in the morning, all stuff like that. So that became a hit with those 50 people. And on day two, they were like, when are you doing the next one? Where is the next one? So that's when we knew, I guess we have to do a next one. And it's been three years since. So it's been a good good
0: role. Awesome. Because I remember very clearly the one that I attended in Shimla. And it was definitely an eye-opening experience. I enjoyed it so much. And for all of you. This is called Life Plugin. So before I could ask the question, you know, the co-founder of Life Plugin here, (laughs) he just went on to it because he loves the concept so much, I guess. So Siddhant, when I attended the Shimla Summit, all right, and there were some 150 people there, right? So out of those 150 people, I must have met 30 people, all right, and had conversations with them over those uh, three days, two nights, uh, Mm -hmm. time period. And... I realized that a lot of them kind of knew each other from before. So yeah. it, there was a repeat of all these people. Like, these yeah. people knew each other. They've hung out before. They've gone to these things before. Yeah. And they just yeah. decided to come to Shimla. This time it was Life Plugin. Yeah. Yeah. Is it going to be like that
1: always? or No, I think it's, it's... So half of the people do come back every conference on conference just because, like, the idea for us, the premise for Life Plugin for us is to have a community of people who is one into personal development mm-hmm. so that you can in, you know very willingly share your ideas in personal development or find friends around this all similar interest mm-hmm. right you're a health freak go meet other people who are equally excited some of them are already doing great in that mm-hmm. domain some are just starting off so makes for a great friend to find right the second is friendships we want to make it a place where you come and find new friends Because you've heard, you know, like you're the average of the five people around you. And for a lot of us, that average five people around you over a period of less than two to three years becomes very stagnant, right? That environment is not really always pushing you to do something new, step out of your comfort zone, because they see you in a certain perception. So for you to do new things, you need to have new people around you. And, you know, in that domain to sort of spiral up, in that direction mm. so so the other important factor is uh, friendship for sure so you know and if they're when they make good friends this becomes the place where they meet them again every six months because everyone's busy with their own life right so we make it a point every six months take out time for yourself to reflect on how your year has been so far mm-hmm. what did you wanna achieve how do you want to change things for yourself how do you want to reshift your priorities health wise career wise relationship wise you know, whatever, right, and then have that space to share it with people that you like and friends mm-hmm. that you really, you know, uh, hold meaning for you, because then they can hold you accountable to all of those dreams and ambitions that you have or those epiphanies that you have in, you know, like a talk or a session. Right. So that's important. Okay. So I think that's so they, why a lot of people come back and you, they will always be there. <laughs>
0: amazing. There's so many questions now I need to ask you. Okay. Starting with the fact that. Let's just first define, you know, Life Plugin uh, with the categories of uh, workshops mm-hmm. that you that have, like different topics and different workshops, just for the people who are experiencing or listening about this for the first time. What all workshops are there in Life
1: Plugin? Uh, so, we don't have a very strict, let's say, curriculum that mm-hmm. we stick to. It's basically, we. I call it personally a buffet of personal development topics that we put up for three days. So you go and pick and choose what you like from the buffet, but we have everything, right? right? So I would broadly put it in mind, anything related to the mind, which becomes like, you know, uh, a meditation practice, which helps you with productivity, body practices, movement. That's why we have, you know, people doing functional training, crossfit, yoga, all of these, you know, uh, tools and techniques available, right? Then is yeah. Uh, relationships. How does relationship psychology work, right? How should you be forming, uh, deepening or meaningful rela- uh, relationships, not just like you know with the opposite sex, but within friends and other circles, right? Everything is a relationship, right? If you look at it, uh, or like relationships in business, you know how can you make better teams? Even those are like relationships, right? And then career-wise, you know uh, again, personal branding is something you know related to that. How can you use personal branding? use again finances becomes a part of that then comes spirituality which is more related to the soul right like how do you live your spiritual life in a modern context where we are always distracted by so many things right we have social media to deal with and all of these things how do you still leave your spiritual side and how do you have that feeling of fulfillment and also like contribution to society because we know like by the end of the day you can make a lot of money feeling of fulfillment only comes by doing meaningful work or contributing in a meaningful way either to your work or outside by volunteering and stuff like that mm. so just trying to bag all of this up in a, a 3 day uh, you know a 3 day conference summit yeah. and yeah there are all of these sessions going on some of them are you can choose from you can choose which one calls to you more and we also have a mini Festival uh, happening, which happens on day two of the summit, Mm -hmm. which is again all about uh, discovering ancient sciences uh, and modern, you know, technology to help you get to know more about yourself. Interesting workshops happening around tantra healing, stress, uh, you know, busting stress, uh, slacklining, uh, interesting games where you come in with your most burning question, you which you want answer to, and you there are 12 people to offer you advice Mm. as your wisdom counsel. Mm. So lots of, lots of interesting stuff is for, yeah. And we call it playground because the idea is, you know, go out there and see whatever you like and play with it and see what you get.
0: Nice. Okay. So I'm going to just simplify it for myself and for my own sake. (laughs) So there is definitely strengthening of the mind, uh, strengthening of your career, strengthening of the body. Mm -hmm. and uh, then group exercises and then some weird exercises like jumping into a bath full of ice. What is all that about?
1: (laughs) Yeah, like the idea is to bring in practices which, you know, uh, are not offered in India. Because we've had this experience fortunately because we traveled a lot, me and my partner and our team. Most of us are based in Malaysia, Brazil, Russia, I'm in Singapore, my partner is in France so luckily we've been going to conferences and festivals where such uh, crazy stuff happens and we decided to bring it back to india because you know like that's how we want to contribute uh, to the indian audience so ice bath is one such activity which has been scientifically proven to show you a lot of like you know uh, do good for you right like it, like it makes you more sharp uh, it helps you with uh, if you want to re- like uh, um, you know like you want to change your neurological patterns right like it helps you rewire your brain just cold showers just j- jumping into a pool filled with ice so if you're someone who's wanting to make a new habit you should be having cold showers every day mm-hmm. right so it does really good for your immune system so we decided to you know introduce that as a ice bath at our shimla summit and at the goa summit we've done a fire walk with mm-hmm. pool, which is more to do with like you know like just getting over your brain like mm-hmm. the small talk that you know voice in your head that keeps on saying oh this is dangerous you can't do this you will probably die and then you do it because you have a peer group which is you know pushing you for it and like encouraging you and then mm. you do it and mm. you're like I didn't even get a blister on my foot and I thought like I would probably be set on fire and die which is and you know like the insight is your brain tricking you and mm. once you had that experience for yourself where the brain tried to trick you but you got over it you understand that my brain does this 24-7. I could only prove it wrong because I had 50 other people pushing me to do this and I saw 50 others do it before me. So the idea is to, you know, like we have this saying, and the fact is we have books and books and books of knowledge. But the idea is to change all of that knowledge into an experience Mm. that we design at Life Plugin so that you can get that experience. And when experience talks to you, it talks to you in a different way. No one has to, you know, preach to you as a guru. You don't have to sit down like, I don't know stuff. Everyone knows. Everyone's very smart. Once you have that experience, it is in you, like, within all your five senses. And it's hard to forget.
0: That's very wonderful. In fact, I I believe in uh, the same theory that humans basically learn from experiences. And one of the experiences that I saw in Life Plugin was that people were learning not only from uh, you guys the organizers but also from people around themselves yeah. now the next question is but they also wanted to learn from people who were doing the workshops who are these people how do you find these people these experts because nobody re- I mean I never had heard of these people before in my life and I, I feel re- like really ignorant right now <laughs> but I had never heard of them
1: <laughs> yeah uh, for us everyone that we bring at live plugin cause we've been involved with the personal development industry uh, for at least the last 12 years, we started doing leadership development at a school, the college level, then ended up joining a company called Mind Valley, which is a publishing house in the US based. You know, uh, got, got to know a lot of authors and practitioners through that network. So that's what we've been doing for the last 12 years. So basically, our 12 years of network and people we know. And yeah, these are breathwork instructors, these are coaches, these are uh, you know uh, coaches which are uh, who are sports scientists who are training the Mahesh bhupti and Sanya, Sanya Mirza uh, On how to be in peak state when you're at a competitive, you know mm-hmm. stage Right like doing that kind of work working with the Indian cricket team, right? Uh, these are people who are now uh, going into relationship counseling who are counselors themselves Some of them are just fitness freaks out and allowed fitness freaks, right? Uh, some of them are spiritual leaders. We had, uh, you know, uh, in the last two conferences, we've had people uh, who've been associated from, like, you know, institutes in uh, Rishikesh uh, who've come down who we called just to like share some insight uh, from, you know, their spiritual world. Because I think it's equally important uh, whenever we, especially. Uh, people our age, your and mine age, when we see people in orange, we just tend to walk in the opposite direction, right? It's like nothing, no business with these guys. But I, I do believe everyone you meet, like you know, uh, no, no matter how rich, poor, you know, like wherever they're from, you can learn something from them, right? It's all about like, do you find it valuable? So I, we definitely find it valuable. We also find it very valuable to talk about something controversial, which is like you know, psychedelics. Mm-hmm. How do you it for mental health how do mm-hmm. you use it just to explore your mind if nothing else mm-hmm. right like you should know how this thing work and you know there is this something that you can take in 30 minutes you know what it is right half of it is an illusion i'm going to so, i'm going to ask more questions about that but i'm going to stop you right there before you explain
0: everything about it uh because i wanted to ask another important question so yes all these people that you talked about definitely you know superstars in their uh, own fields but a lot of people who i met in shimla they were there in the Life Plugin summit in Shimla only and only to meet Vishen Lakhani, the founder of Mindvalley. Why is that so?
1: <laughs> uh, full disclaimer, Mindvalley is the company me and my partner used to work for. Uh, uh, Mindvalley is uh, one of the big names when it comes to personal development space because they have an online academy where you can learn from you know, the best authors in the world. Uh, Vishen has been doing this dedicatedly for the last 22 years. Right, he's been involved, he started as a meditation teacher and then started building this online platform called Mind Valley for other teachers to share their knowledge. So he spent twenty-two years in, in the domain. And mm-hmm. once you spent that amount of time, for me, I believe you just spent five years in a particular domain, you reach that expert level because you start to see patterns, certain patterns in different things, and that is a synthesis of your original synthesis of what you have learned. That guy spent four amount, four times, you know, uh, that amount, 22 years. So he has his own synthesis of how he looks at personal development, given that he has experience of working with the best hypnotherapist, Marisa Pears from UK, uh, you know, best authors from US, uh, best, you know, teachers from all over the world. Uh, He's already written his first book. I don't know if you checked it out. Uh,
0: Buddha and the Badass, right?
1: That's the second book. That's just come out. Yeah. So his first one was also, so I read the first one. I actually worked with the guy then, you know, read the first book. It was, I think it was something that everyone should read because it sort of like gives you a perspective, very different perspective on how reality works with people, right? The fact that you didn't know all of these names is because you were living a different reality and then one of your partner had to pull you in to this direction (laughs) and meet us. And that's, you know, that's how we connect right? True, true. So, and, and I'm happy that happened, right? Like, because mm. we have a very interesting conversation, yeah. right? So, yeah, I guess, like, in, the world is a huge place for everyone to have their own bubble and have their own reality and get lost there. Like, the financial, you know, mm. uh, world is a different world. They are mm. lost in their reality and the uh, sadhus are lost in theirs, right? And Elon Musk is lost in his space. So all of us have our own reality, <laughs> right, and very much
0: plugged in there, so, yeah. Right. But how do you manage the expectation? Because I remember at last moment, he he couldn't make it, and he had to cancel. So there was a video conference, and I remember, so people really enjoyed it. I enjoyed that video conference, even though the network was bad and whatever, but I still enjoyed it. But a lot of people yeah. were really disappointed. They were like, I spent all this money and took out time just to meet that guy, and he's not here. That is, that is yeah. really bad how do you yeah. manage those expectations
1: uh for for us it was like it is what it is right like as i went organizer these kind of things happen right like and we were like we've had moments where we have our best speaker on stage and like the lights go out there's no sound the room is dark and everyone's like this is our best person and he's on stage right now this can't be happening but things happen right they're out of your control uh Vishain was kind enough to just offer everyone like a free product from Mind Valley. It's like, I can't make it, but I really want to make it up. So, you know, that's all I can He do. had his
0: Oprah moment. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, so that was that. Uh, the second thing is what we learned from that whole experience hmm. was that we are never, ever again, because we sort of announced Vishen way be, you know, ahead of time, because also because we had personal relations with him. So we were in full confidence that this will happen. Uh, something we learnt and we made it a rule from that event onwards was to never uh, call people to an event of Life Plugin by telling them, you know, big names. Because we made it very clear that, you know, we already know our sentiment is to make a community. Our sentiment is not like you should come to Life Plugin because we have the best, uh, you know, out of this world uh, guy who you always wanted to meet and this is the place where you can meet them. That's not the sentiment, right? Mm-hmm. So now we've made it a rule where, uh, and this is how we manage it, that we've told people every time someone asks us who's going to be, uh, you know, at the conference speaking, we tell them, well, if you're interested in personal development and mm-hmm. you want to meet like-minded people who are equally enthusiastic, this is a place where you can meet them. But if you're coming here to meet like a superstar who you really like and you, you think this is going to be your pathway to meet them, then I think your motivation is wrong and Life Plugin is not for you. and I kid you not, as soon as you say that to someone, right? like that your motivation is wrong and this is how we see it, they are very clear in left and right if this is for me or not,
0: Mm -hmm. which also
1: helps us and them make a quick decision if it is really what they want or not. right? And we surely just want people who are excited about personal development and want to learn new ideas. It shouldn't matter who these ideas come from till the time that person knows what he's talking about. And then if you're there... You have the full right to like, you know, in, inquire and like dig deep who, with ever who's teaching at the time, right? Mm-hmm. Our job is to make sure to bring you the best person for whatever we are talking about. Right? Because breath, we should have a person who can make sure that in 15 minutes of mm-hmm. doing a particular technique, you will have a certain experience. That's how certain that person should be. And that comes from like years of work, right? Okay. Um, I'm going to ask a
0: question following from this because this is very interesting right now. Uh, so as you said, you know, there's, there, it almost becomes like a binary choice whether you're in it or you're not, whether whether you like it or not, right? So, I know you, so I also <laughs> know about Siddharth because we had a conversation a couple of years back and we put it on YouTube. Um, you're a college dropout, he's a eco economics uh, master's kind of a guy, and then Gotham
1: yeah. uh, turned to become a consultant. All of that, yeah. Yeah, and
0: then Gotham, he he's uh, he's pretty much. Uh, Like the genuine Indian kid he is because he's an engineer like me, right? (laughs) So, but all of you left your individual worlds, came together. And now you're saying it might not be for everyone. So is it only for people who are misfits or is it a hippie thing? What is it, man?
1: Uh, I think it's different for different people. Okay, Mm. I can say this for myself. I just find this meaningful work. Okay. And I decided that I want to probably do something in this space, Mm. right? I want to be a contributor to this space, then be a teacher in this space. Very different thing. Mm. I organize events. I like parties. So Mm. then I do the social events, right? Like that's me as a personality. Mm. And this is how I'm linked to something which I find meaningful work, right? I make my money in Singapore, but this is also something I like doing. So I make time for it, right? I travel the world with it and I have lovely time. And this is a space where I, I meet the most interesting people. Right. So that's my setup. That's how I do it. Uh, there's Gotham, who is, you know, very, very, uh, you know, uh, in, invested in exploring all that there is, mm-hmm. which we can use as tools to improve ourselves, right? Like I've seen him change around his health and lifestyle, get that six, app, six pack app, which I would never get probably for this too much work. But right, like he's made those lifestyle changes and mm-hmm. done the work and now he's someone who's a great teacher. Sid on the other hand is, you know, someone who chose to be a coach, it could have been 10 different things. He chose to be a coach and he works with people like, you know, very much emotion based, right? Mm-hmm. Like how do you work as a human being in relation to your emotions and that, that just changes the perspective of how you look at everything, mm-hmm. your job, mm-hmm. your relationship with your spouse. So you know, we are doing very different things, mm-hmm. even though we are in the same space, but we are worlds apart. Mm-hmm. Who is or, There's a guy from Bombay who's in the best college, you know, was working with Eon, uh, you know, as a consultant, didn't find meaning in it, who was, you know, like, wasn't having fun. And because I know Sid, I can tell him it didn't talk to his soul then. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, try to do something different. I've had people who were CAs, Mm -hmm. you know, the financial banking sector call me and ask me, I want to make a career switch. Do you think I should go to personal development space? And I'm like, bro, there are no rules. Right? right? Like, you can do whatever. I know of people who were uh, the, in London, investment bankers making the biggest money, like, you know, raining in checks of millions of dollars, right? And they quit all of that to start like a YouTube channel mm-hmm. which are all about interviewing people in personal development space and then, you know, making retreats and whatnot. So there are all sorts of people uh yeah, who okay. made it so- for everything. That
0: sounds amazing. But and I, I think because even though these people come from all different uh, backgrounds and they're so different, but there is this one common thread of uh, personal development and growing and helping others, which binds you together, yeah. which, which brings me to my next question, the tribe. For the first time in Shimla, I heard that uh, term being used by you guys in a very different context. You said Life Plugin is a tribe. Tell us about that.
1: Uh, I think the concept of tribes have always existed, like we were hunter gatherers, lived in tribes, right? We weren't as nuclear as a family unit, right? Like the tribe was your family, mm. right? Uh, someone uh, someone uh, gave this example one, once, which really struck with me. He's like, when we were living in tribes, we used to move together, right? Uh, if a child in the tribe was crying, his biological parent or like mother or father didn't have to come and rescue the child because the child was part of a tribe. Mm. Anyone near to him could just pick up the child and console him, mm. right? Which is saying like we are one big family. We share responsibility. We share resources. We share comfort. We share food. We share everything, and we are here to take care of each other because we are one big family. So I think that has always been a human design, mm. which we have worked. Helped, it has helped us as a as a space. Hmm. Over time, it sort of has diminished and then Seth Gordon very famously, when he wrote one of his books, you know, again, sort of, the word had a renaissance of his own, wherein he said the concept of tribes is still very much alive. You only need 100 people who believe in your idea, you need to you know, reach out and find those 100 people and they will do the magic for you. So I guess for us, it's stuck from there, but mm-hmm. it's, it is in human design that you know, you need to find your tribe depending on what you want in life, right? Mm. So if you want to be good at X, Y, Z things, Mm. you need to find those people who are already good at those X, Y, Z things or people who are passionate about those X, Y, Z things or you know, like people who are meeting, wanting to have conversation about those things, people who are doing events around those X, Y, Z things and Mm. that's your tribe, right? Like that's where you learn from, upgrade yourself. Right. You get be in the know of what is happening, what is the latest thing which is happening around. Right. You get to meet and network with people that you want to build up ideas with, right? And you will find your supporters and cheerleaders there. And that's what you need to do the things that you really want to do in life.
0: Amazing. That is so insightful, man. Thank you so much. Now let's come back to the interesting question of uh, psychedelic and psychotropic drugs and their experiments so uh, if you don't know on netflix recently i think a month back there was a new uh, documentary kind of a movie which was posted and i think now the rest of the world can watch it because it's on netflix <laughs> and uh, so i would like to listen from uh, Siddhant what he has to say about it and let's probably have a small conversation about it even though it's illegal in india and singapore i there right. is a movement in India to make it legal. Well, there'll always be a movement, <laughs> but yes. <laughs> okay, so, so, Sadan, please tell us about that, and let's start with LSD. I think that is the most famous one the people know about. Yeah.
1: Okay, like long, like this could be a long conversation in itself. But I will start with this. I am no expert, you know, for this topic, but I am very passionate about this topic. Okay, the fact is that I was. I think like, just from everything that people who haven't done it, mm-hmm. like people who haven't done it, run scared shitless when you talk about these things, because I feel like language plays a big role. As soon as you call these things a drug, most of the people are like, these things are bad, because language has a connotation. Right. Uh, so I think that's one. For people, people who have done it, they know like, it is nothing that, you know, like, does anything different? it does take you in a different space for a little while mm-hmm. to experience something different mm-hmm. and noble some would say noble someone would say crazy someone would say trippy right whatever words are uh, words don't do justice to what the experiences right like it's just hard to explain but yeah uh, the reason I am so passionate about it is because more and more research has been happening through foundations like MAPS, multidisciplinary association of psychedelic studies uh, which is based out of u s and this was sort of shut down during the 80s mm-hmm. with, you know, mm-hmm. like for the whole politics that came in. But privately funded institutions still carried out that research. And now they have done clinical science and science groups it that, you know, uh, drugs like LSD, MDMA can be used for treating PTSD, for couples therapy, right? For people who are, you know, like, uh, it's hard for them to like voice or verbalize their trauma or their pain. So these kind of drugs with guidance of counselors and professionals who can guide through them can really help people, you know, come out of their shell in a way, so to say. So Mm -hmm. I think these things should be made public and the fact that things like mushrooms naturally grow in our environment Mm -hmm. and the fact that our ancestors used uh, these in a brew, right, in, uh, in... in ceremonies, right? Like, there, there used to be these ceremonies where it was an initiation for the child where he turns into a man today. And then they have these ceremonies where they would give a brew to a child, then tell them now, today, tonight you will spend the night in the jungle by yourself. And if you survive, you will be a man, which was basically giving them a shot of a, you know, something like an acid or mm-hmm. a mushroom. is basically sitting in a jungle where there might be, moderate risk, not too much, Mm. but he's tripping on shadows the whole night, which is (laughs) scaring the hell out of him, right? Because he doesn't know what's happening, he's hearing things, he's seeing things. But the next morning when everything sort of subsides, Mm. he realizes that it wasn't nothing. It Mm. was just his mind playing games on him, right? Mm. Which is a lesson for him to be learned. That either you overcome your mind, right, or your mind will overtake you. And if you learn that lesson, you're ready to be a man and take responsibility in life. Welcome to life. Now I'll tell you how to kill uh, prey and bring food home. That's step number two, right? Like that's that's how they used it, but they use it with a very a lot of seriousness, right? right like right. the whole village, the whole village will gather. Yeah. The women will sing, right? The elderly will sit on aside side, right? Someone will come and guide the kids on what to do. There was so much seriousness in the whole process that it was hard not to pay attention and not to uh, not to respect what was happening, mm-hmm. right? Which in our drug culture is not the case. We will take acid and MD and walk down the street, be at a festival, mix alcohol and everything that we could find because we are using it for pleasure, just to get a kick, just to get a high. And with there is no respect for mm-hmm. using a thing like this. And that's when things go wrong. You're
0: absolutely right. And coming from a psychology background, and I have read studies and also through the Netflix uh, documentary, which everyone should watch. uh, There are psychologists in that who who talk about using it for uh, all the things that you said, you know, PTSD, curing PTSD or relationship problems. So all those things are definitely advantages of using this particular uh, drug as medicine. And not only LSD, but also naturally occurring things like magic mushrooms or peyote in Mexico or uh, stuff in the Amazon forest and so on but here's my question Uh, how do you use these things so these things can cure things for us how do you use these things for personal development then like if it's not for pleasure because you're already in a tribe which which is so loving Mm -hmm. then why do you need this to open up your mind more why
1: Uh, I think it's for okay so I know a lot of my friends who definitely once a year will just do this Mm -hmm. to think about out of the idea, like out of the box ideas for themselves, just to question everything around like Mm. how they have been thinking about things because, you know, we tend to think in certain limitations, Mm. right? I have friends who are doing vision boats Mm. after dropping certain amount of asset, right? I have friends who are just indulging in painting walls after like they're on asset, right? Like it's different capacity and what I, some people do use it for leisure, right? Which is also fine. I'm not saying you shouldn't use it for leisure, but the fact that I, what is your relationship with the drug is question number one, Mm -hmm. right? Because if your relationship with the drug is not good, if that's dependency or that's escapism, then it's not healthy. Mm -hmm. But if, if your relationship is not that, but it's just leisure in a healthy manner, then I guess you can do anything. You know, some people read the same book and then they read it on acid and it has a different meaning to them, speaks to them differently. Right, like things with your same regular life routine things become more interesting all of a sudden mm. because you started to see the same thing from a different perspective mm. right so I think why isn't that helpful right. right like and if you're just doing your daily things a little differently and if you can find a little bit of a uh, different meaning in the same thing I think that's just adding on to your experience right like, mm-hmm. if you, like yeah like something interesting in like the everyday conversation you have with your best friend your flatmate your you know spouse hopefully you don't have young children but you know like (laughs) i think that's interesting and why not okay so
0: since you're talking about all those things you have to tell everyone so that you know we have a wholesome conversation about this and not just one way Uh, (laughs) are there any side effects of uh, these things and uh, you know what is the limit if there is a limit
1: so, th- there, are a- there are a bunch of interesting books which you should, uh, you know, uh, look up. I should probably send you a link of to a few of them. Uh, I'll, I'll mention explain- that in the description below. So, <laughs> yeah, 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 I'm yeah, safe, yeah. you're and, safe. <laughs> yeah, and I will definitely send a bunch of more podcasts that people should listen to. There are these uh, scientists who have been synthesizing this drug and they've written, ex- like, you know, well-explained books on like what is quantity mm. and what, you know, like what substance uh, should you use it. The side effect is, and this is like the one of the bigger, biggest ones which stuck with me is like when people do a lot of these drugs, there comes a time where their their uh, experience of reality is morphed because you mm. spend so much time being in this other state of mind that you start to confuse with what is real, right. right? This physically where I am right now, is this real or what I see in these alternate states, is that real? So should I start acting in accordance to what this is which I experience, for those prolonged durations and if I act in those accordance in this physical world, will it still work? Mm -hmm. That's Mm -hmm. where people start to go wrong, right? People don't don't know how to integrate that experience or whatever experience they had into into daily life, right? So I think that's where people should draw a line for themselves what relationship do you have with it? Like I know people who, you know, would say I casually smoke it at the end of the day, right? It's chill, bro. It's Mm. chill. Right. Then the question you have to ask yourself, what if, what if you don't get it for a month? Mm. Is it still chill? Right. If if it still is chill, it's great. Then the next question would be, have you ever noticed your productivity patterns with and without the use of this drug? Right. Mm. Is there a change? Right? I know personally for me there is a change, hmm. right? I, there was a time when I was using it on a regular basis and my productivity would fluctuate and then there were three weeks when I did not and my productivity actually skyrocketed. Luckily, I, had, I, had, I was working with a coach who was also like a therapist counselor so I could have this discussion and have this observation about my own behavior. I hmm. think most people never take up time to reflect on their own behavior. Okay. So, right, like keeping to have these checks bound. Mm. I had someone who I used to pay mm. to keep me in check about relationships, my habits, my health, you know, all of these things. Just so that someone's asking me on a week-to-week, once in two weeks, okay, so give me a check on how's health doing, how's mood doing, how's your drug use doing, mm. how's this, how's that, right, like, so if you can do that and, you know, uh, draw a line and keep yourself in check, everything's good. Awesome. most people don't most people don't and i think that's where things start to go
0: away i think i think that's a very very uh, well put scientific and even evolved uh, insight into uh, you know psychedelics and thank you so much for that so siddhant i'm going to ask you uh, uh, you know one very important question because you you pointed it out earlier that the entire personal movement and we're going back to it a bit um is is about using the internet a lot So, when you use internet, you get connected to people everywhere, like you and I right now. And so, do you think uh, being involved in the personal development movement, where you can connect with people and relate with people thousands of kilometers away from you, has made you more of a global citizen? How much technology has played a role in making you a global citizen, if you consider yourself one? How
1: has technology played a role for me? I think it's played, played an immense role. I started in, when I was 21 years old, started with this not for profit. I actually, the first thing that I really picked up after events and doing projects, socially driven projects, was actually online social media marketing. Right? And it was, I grew up with the internet. And now, if you look at it, especially pandemic, hmm. we know for a fact that everything digitally has skyrocketed. E commerce is having a ball, Netflix is having a ball, everyone's like, which is digitally driven businesses are on the rise because they are more scalable right uh, more people can have access to them because they come at a cheaper cost right the things which are like physical events or like you know uh, infrastructure co- costs more right people have to move spaces, people are lazy. So I think technology all in all has played a great role. All of my work in the last 10 years has been with a technology related companies mind Valley very technology driven build their own technology right build their own platform. Uh, went on to work with the influencer marketing agency. We will be building again SaaS product, online product for influencer marketing. Data is king, right. I recently read now data is more expensive uh, than oil. it is the highest, you know, most expensive commodity at the, mark, uh, at the moment, right. So that's where we are heading. So technology is playing a great role, will play a great role. Uh, and if you have it Elon's way, uh, he wants to make us all cyborgs, like, you know, integrated with technology. So, <laughs> I maybe, like, you know, there's someone who's determined to go in that direction. And I think everyone is. So, that's definitely been there. Uh, the, what
0: did you ask for that? So, yeah. the other question, or the part of the question was, yeah. uh, do you think you, you are this global citizen having this global consciousness or not? Do you believe in something like that?
1: So I think if you asked me this like two, three years ago, I would say, yeah, 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 for sure, yeah, like I've been traveling, I meet, I travel, I love meeting different cultures, blah, blah, blah. But right now, my honest feeling is just like this uh, like definition of being a global citizen has like, I don't know what it means anymore, hmm. right? Because like there is so much happening in the world. Some of it is relatable, some of it is not. Some of them, I morally should abide by right but on a personal you know like uh, basis I do not agree with so I'm so like you know uh, confused at what being a global citizen means in today's world mm-hmm. right like because yeah like I, but I'm on the mm-hmm. other fact I do agree that there is this global perspective to look at things I don't know if I'm a global citizen mm-hmm. and I don't know if I'm the ideal one or someone else's but definitely a global perspective on how we are all connected. I think the pandemic in some way has showed us that, right? Like, we right. figured out at the time that, you know, if something happens in China, it does affect us and everyone else in the world, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like, if one business shuts down in X country, Y also suffers because right. we have support chains tied to each other. We do business like this, right? Like So it's exposed that network on how dependable we are on each other, even though we will enter the same board route and fight with each other countries and mm. put you know sanctions and bans on each other, right? And fight it out and show that we have the most powerful. Your country is the most powerful country in the world, right? And <clears throat> with that suits and ties, mm. right? But yeah, I think people have now realised in the last five years at least from everything that we've seen, fires in Amazon to like you know everything that uh, fires in Australia to floods all over, that yeah, people love to contribute to each other, people love to come to each other's help, right. Uh, it's never been, we've never been more connected, people are, you know, randomly showing gestures of love and support, right. And I think yeah, that, that definitely makes you feel connected. And I'm in Singapore and I feel like getting involved with social causes here because I'm like I live here, right. even though they don't treat me like a citizen, mm. right. Uh, I am treated like a foreigner here. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, I can't be involved with their conversations of how policy should be because that's not my space. But I still feel like I should be involved in volunteering and being here because I live here. I have friends here. I have like a new family growing here, a new tribe, let's say, you know, growing here. Right. So uh, need to need to contribute to my space in some capacity.
0: Awesome. That's a very mature outlook, man. Really appreciate it. Okay, Sadan, one final question, Uh, I'm a career consultant, so people are going to ask me sooner or later. I want to get into personal development and probably they will not reach you (laughs) uh, directly. So this is uh, is a platform where I would definitely request you to give your message to, you know, all those students who are probably in the same boat as you were, you know, uh, some years back. And what advice would you give them into getting into personal development or generally career advice?
1: I think no one has to get into personal development. Everyone is already in, as you said, human experiences are personal development, right? You just need to make sure you're constantly learning something new, right? And you should have your sources of learning something new. Uh, What advice I would give to uh kids who are in college i would say uh don't listen to your parents uh also stop taking stop being dependent on your parents uh i was talking to a bunch of kids again 20 college going students uh and you know some of them said like like, uh my parents they tend to make decisions for us Mm. right what can i do Uh, Mm. i like, they only make decisions for you because you don't make a decision right like because you don't have you never made a decision and you don't stand with your decision, they tend to make all the decisions for you. And that's why I think most of the kids are not happy, right? So I would say, number one, try and do as many random things as you like. The more you can do them, the more you will get to know what are the things you actually like, right? Mm-hmm. Being a YouTuber is a perfectly fine uh, job in the future, right? So if you feel like doing that, do that, right? Uh, second would be, don't be dependent on parents because they, because the, The fact that you're dependent on your parent is the fact that they will make your choices the day you can be independent of them stop asking them for money stop asking for for all of these trips that you want to go to and manage that on your own is the day you will also get the freedom to do whatever you want to do with your life right so that's second and yeah third would be i think you should take your biggest risk in your 20s because after that is the time to sort of narrow down on like the one thing or the two things that you really want to grow in and become a best at. Mm. So 20 is for to fuck up, basically, <laughs> do whatever, you can jump from one job to the other, leave this thing, go to the next one, but you need to have your reasons, right? it's not that I'm just doing this because, oh, I got bored, right, like that's a different attitude, but like knowing that, oh, I thought this would be something like this, but it's not, so then maybe I would try something else, right? Like, So maybe have that approach. So 20s are for you to fuck up and learn from. So make the most of it because no one's going to blame you. Uh, And yeah, hopefully by the end of your 20s, you will know yourself better. And that's the game. Like that's the game within
0: the game, right? Know yourself better so that you can then make better choices. Perfect. Awesome. Well, there you have it, guys. Uh, My dear friend Siddhant, you know, always blatant, always straight to the fact. Always a rebel, but has a very sound, substantial backing for all the things that he says. And uh, that's why we have amazing, wonderful conversations. Thank you so much, siddhant uh, for being here on the show today. Uh, if you have any feedback you want to connect, I'm going to mention all the links, uh, including link uh, to the Life plugin website. Uh, please uh, talk to him. He's always
1: available. Thank you so much, siddhant for being here. Thank you for having me.